Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Home Wrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, and I am joined by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing. Love that smile, too. <laughs> my trophy wife, Monique. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Yeah. You can do a different one of those every time we open the show now? Not every time. Just when I'm feeling like it. All right. Great. Try well, trying to spice look. things up. Trying to, trying keep to spice it. things up. Yeah, I don't want it to be bland, the same old thing every time. I had my Gus hello for a while, and now I'm <laughs> on to other things. All right. Keep keeping me guessing. Is that yeah. it? All right. Great. So, how are you doing this week? I'm awesome. Well, we know that. So, how's everything going? Good? Well? Fabulous. Fabulous. All right. Oh, my gosh. Breaking news. I'm super excited about something. Can you believe it? (laughs) Your face is amazing. I wish you guys could see his face, the Um, look he's giving me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yes. No, I, I I made two solid purchases this week. I don't buy things often, and... We decided to get a new coffee maker. We had a Keurig, which we use daily. Daily, multiple times, yes. And during Amazon Prime, the two days they had all those sales. It was like a Prime Day or something. Yeah, Prime Day, but it was two days. Whatever the hell, yeah. I saw that there's a Keurig K-Cafe coffee maker. And what it does is it can make cappuccinos and lattes. I was intrigued by this, and it was on sale, it was less than anywhere else, and I thought, we, sh- we should get this. It was a good purchase, I think, yeah. It was mm-hmm. a solid purchase. Yeah. I'm drinking more coffee than I ever have. The inner barista in me is coming out and making delicious, delicious beverages. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they're very tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking, if, if you're sick of going to the Bucks or Dunks and spending all the that- The Bucks? The Bucks. I'm not even going <laughs> to say their full name. <laughs> bucks. <laughs> If you're sick of going there, you're sick of wasting money, you can make your own. And it works with almond milk, too. So you don't have to use regular dairy milk. So if you're non-dairy like we are, you got almond milk, coconut milk, all that great stuff. And you you use just Splenda, no sugar in it. Not Splenda, drinks, right? Stevia. Stevia, sorry, not Splenda. Yes. My, my, I actually my put Stevia and either cinnamon or my homemade vanilla extract in with the milk, and it whips it up, and it tastes really good. Yeah, it's definitely tasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Nice. So yeah, and I got new sneakers. That's right, yeah. I've had the same gym shoes for like, what, 10, 15 years? Oh, those things are, yeah, those are ancient. Yes, I'm frugal. My gym shoes, I don't I don't actually go to the gym. We work out at home. We have a home gym, but I go out for work. When I go out for my walks, I wear my sneakers and I work out barefoot. I know, I'm weird. But There's my, nothing weird about that. I like working out barefoot. There's nothing weird Am I about the that. only one? I'm curious. If you, if no, anyone else of, works out barefoot, let me know. Yeah, a lot of people work out barefoot. I do some of my workouts barefoot. Just, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually good. I would prefer to be barefoot all the time if I could. I, mm, okay. Yeah. But for somebody who doesn't like to wear shoes, the new sneakers I got are awesome because my old ones hurt my feet all the time. And I'd always say, oh, my feet hurt because of these shoes. But again, I'm too cheap to buy anything. But you got a pair of Under Armour sneakers and you said how comfortable they were. And we were shopping, we were at Kohl's and they had them. They were $90 on sale for 65 and I had $20 Kohl's cash. So 45 bucks. And they are the most comfortable sneakers I have ever worn in my life. Yeah, yeah. I got mine uh, about a month and a half, two months ago. And I I too, like yourself, I had a pair of New Balance sneakers that are probably about six, seven years old and I too don't like to spend money on stuff. And... Yeah, I ended up saying hell with it because been walking so much lately, and I said ah, I gotta do something because these freaking hurt my feet. And your sneakers, if you're exercising, they shouldn't be hurting your feet. They shouldn't be hurting your feet when you're walking. This that's, is true. That's that's kind of defeats the purpose of of having sneakers. So yeah, I, I splurged. I got I got a pair, and then I bet after you to get a pair. And then when we saw them, it was like oh. Perfect. It and they're serendipitous. Like, yeah. And they're like the exact same ones I have, yeah. only in the female it's version. Like his same and hers. color and everything. Aww. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and it's funny because the other day I was working out and I used the trap bar for the deadlifts. So it's 45 pounds. And I was taking the weights off 
and I went to go put it down and I guess I didn't move my foot out of the way I thought there was going to be a little more space and it hit my foot so the Such top a klutz. Of, I am I'm as graceful as a rhino I've said it before but it hurt the top of my foot a little bit and I wore these sneakers the next day walking and my feet didn't hurt from wearing them and I just thought that was super awesome so they're the under armor charged I think is what they are. I don't know. But they're super awesome. They're under armor. Yeah. They, I don't know. They and get the black. UA gimmick and they're black and I don't know. The, and they feel comfortable. I don't know the style or whatever. It's another under armor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they were, they were really good. So another solid purchase. So I'm a happy gal. All right. Yeah. Well, it's good when you're happy. I'm always happy. Which is always. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Good. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So do you have a, a positive thought for the week before we get back to a place that could probably use some positivity this week? Well, first, I want to just thank Sean Gorman and Morgan again for stopping by last week because yeah, that, that was, was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. That was and a lot of fun. we hope everyone enjoyed that episode. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you thought. Yeah, a bit of a departure from what we've been talking about yeah. recently, which is great. I mean, we. <laughs> We're going to, again, as we've said previously, we're going to always be changing it up. Yeah, we're going to talk conspiracy and paranormal stuff, but we're going to change it up. And last week, having Sean on, we talked about, I mean, he was he was a pro wrestling manager, as we mentioned, but we, I don't even think we mentioned wrestling really at all in our conversation. We talked Very, more about yeah. him and, and, his, and his travels internationally, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed the conversation. Listening back to it, I realized, wow, I didn't talk all that much, and neither did you. He did the majority of the talking, but it's fine because he's the guest. So yeah. I mean, I, pfft, it was I'm, great. I, I wasn't, I wasn't the one that was traveling no the world. Lifting. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I had a really good time, and as we mentioned at the close of last week's show, Sean is going to come back at some point in November, and we're going to yes. do an episode on the JFK assassination. Yes. So. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm? Uh, yeah. So definitely thank you to Sean. Thank you to Morgan for spilling her water all over me during the uh, recording of the episode. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, it's okay. There's no sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't ruin the computer. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. So yes, thank you again to Sean and, and thank you to thank Morgan. Thank you. And for my positive thought of the week, we have three children and our middle child is five and he gets frustrated and upset and he's working on controlling his emotions as you work with a five-year-old. One of the things I started doing is he gets upset when things don't go his way. He wants everything a certain way. He, he has FOMO so bad, fear of missing out, and he wants to be the first to do everything. So I sat down with him and he was getting upset because he didn't get to do something his way. And I told him, when you're getting upset, Stop, take a deep breath, and instead of thinking about the things you didn't get or the things that didn't go your way, think about all the good things you have and the people who love you. And that brought me to my positive thought of the week. Count your blessings. We all go through shit, and there are times when we don't get our way. I always feel like it's how you react to those things that show a lot about your character. If you can stop and count your blessings instead of getting frustrated or upset it's just so much better and so much healthier i'm the kind of person i wake up thankful because first of all i woke up and if you can start your day like that being thankful for just the simple gift of life and the people around you have their life and their health that's awesome we have a roof over our heads we have food on the table those are all things that I'm super thankful for and we teach our children to be thankful for so count your blessings when things don't go your way stop and count your blessings and if you're having a really really hard time finding something to be thankful for there's always something be it you woke up things might not be going your way but at least you're alive thanks for that positive thought now are we ready to go let's do this are we ready to go back yeah all right do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. This week we're back to Skinwalker Ranch once again. So for the... The past couple episodes that we've talked about Skinwalker Ranch, we talked about what happened with the 
Gorman slash Sherman family and their experiences on the ranch, all the different creatures, entities, orbs. I like that word, creatures. Yeah, well, they, they experienced a bunch of different crazy, scary, in my opinion, stuff. This is true. And so they finally sold the ranch to Bob Bigelow, who's a rich guy. I guess he's a, he's a millionaire from Las Vegas. Uh, he made his money with budget hotels. He, he opened a bunch of budget hotels and whatever. Anyway, he made a bunch of money. He's rich. This guy's got a lot of money. He finds out about the ranch through the uh, reports that he read from George Knapp, the uh, Las Vegas journalist, and he makes an offer. Two hundred grand for a near five hundred acre ranch. Such a ripoff. Which is insane. But and I feel like that would be insulting. Well, the, the the Shermans, Gormans, they were not insulted. They took it. <laughs> so I guess to look at it from a different I mean, perspective, I wouldn't want another family going on that land. So yeah, taking suppose. an offer of somebody who was gonna study the land would probably be the best case scenario. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's what happened. So Bob Bigelow, the, the this rich guy, and again, this is a rich guy who, by all accounts, is very eccentric. He has an interest in the paranormal. He had started NIDS, which is the National Institute for Discovery Sciences, in order to study scientifically the paranormal, UFOs, things like that. And so when he finds out about this ranch, this guy, this that's this guy's wet dream. <laughs> and he and he just starts this nids just previously to hearing about the ranch so it just kind of it was it was what is what what did they say it was kismet right yeah. so he makes this he makes this offer to the rancher the rancher takes it under the condition that I, I, I now this is where I'm a little unclear I, I I don't know if the rancher insisted or asked to stay on as a ranch hand to to tend to the ranch and tend to the animals because I believe that part of the sale was that everything that was there would be it, it was bought as is including all of the cattle and the livestock that were there i believe that was a provision if i'm wrong i apologize that's if somebody wants to look into this and and i urge everybody to look up this story themselves and 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 read about it i apologize if i'm wrong about those details but anyhow he ends up staying on and in the book it was it was said that he stayed on because he wanted to he wanted to know what the hell was going on. And if these scientists could come in and, and study it and figure it out, he wanted to know what was going on. Again, as we stated previously, this guy, the the farmer, Terry Sherman, he was very, he's a, he's a man's man. You know, he was, he was very, he's very hard to shake, very hard to scare this guy. And remember, his thoughts all along were that this was the government doing something and messing with his ranch. That was the whole reason he went to the papers in the first place because he was trying to get the government to cut the shit, leave him alone. He wanted to shed light on the topic. Now, obviously, the government didn't admit to anything or anything like that, but th- this is this is this guy's belief is that this is a government-run operation, some covert technological program or whatever. So now NIDS comes in, and one of the co-authors of the book, Hunt for the Skinwalker, that we've been talking about, was Colm Kelleher, and he was a scientist on the NIDS team. The NIDS team, as we mentioned previously, all scientists, and these are all PhD-level scientists. These are all serious people who Bigelow intentionally recruited people that were skeptical of things like the paranormal, alien life, UFOs, that kind of thing, because he wanted all these things studied from a very logical reasonable scientific perspective he didn't want anybody coming in that had any outlandish beliefs i guess he wanted if this was if this stuff is real if it's provable he wanted the right scientific minds on board to prove it so you're saying he wanted less Mulder, more scully that's a great way of putting it absolutely that's a really good way of putting it thank you yeah all right so now we're we're, we're on the ranch. We've got Nids in, and we're just going to get into more of the crazy, weird stuff that happened. Again, this isn't in, in any kind of a chronological order because stuff just kind of jumps around. There's really no way of putting it in, any, in into any kind of logical order because, again, it's it's there's aspects of everything in here. There's cattle mutilations, UFO sightings, cryptids, creatures, all kinds of crazy shit. 
one of the stories that happened with the NIDS team again involved the livestock. Terry Sherman, the Mr. Gorman. However, we'll try to. I'll try to remember to refer to him as Sherman this time because in in our last episode, I was kind of jumping around calling him Gorman Sherman. I'll try my best to just stay on Sherman, so I'm not confusing anyone. He had three prize bulls. They were big, fucking majestic animals. This is what he would breed. All you know, he breed with these three bulls, and he had. He was an expert in animal husbandry. So these three prize bulls of his, one day, they, uh, himself and his wife, who I guess was, happened to be there that day, or I don't know if she was helping with the ranch, if she, was, if she stayed on as well. It wasn't really clear, but in this particular story, Nids had already moved in. They'd already sold the ranch, and the rancher and his wife are out by the corral, and there's an old trailer that, that is uh, on the property near the corral, and they're sitting there, and they're talking about the bulls and thank goodness nothing ever happened to these bulls we don't know what we would do if something happened to these bulls and as we stated previously it's almost like whatever was going on here knew your innermost fears your innermost innermost worries and could sense that and would act on that to mess with you terrify you scare you frighten you so they're, they're having this conversation and they end up taking a stroll there. They walk away from the corral. They, basically, their backs are to the bulls, but the bulls are there. They're in the corral. You know, they're all hanging out, whatever. And they turn around a few minutes later and the bulls are gone. Now, again, this is a ranch. It's flat land. If the, the bulls, they're, they're huge animals. They're big creatures. If they started to run away, it would shake the ground. You, you would, would hear it. You would hear it. You would feel it. Well, none of that happened, but they turn around and all of a sudden the animals are gone. And now they're just fucking talking about how lucky they are that nothing's ever happened to the animals and now the animals are gone. So they freak out, of course. They run back over to where the where the corral is. And again, remember I mentioned there's a trailer there. They're looking everywhere. They don't see them in any direction. They can't see anything. Well, one of them happens to notice you know the trailer's got a little window they happen to look inside and the fucking bulls are jammed into this small trailer and the way it's described these are huge creatures anybody that's seen a bull knows they're enormous well they're all jammed in and they all look very almost like in a trance and they're all they're all pushed up against each other so they're crammed into this small trailer the trailer's locked and the lock that's on the trailer has got cobwebs and spiderwebs around it. And there's spiderwebs around the door, almost like it had never been opened. It hadn't been opened in a while. Not never been, but hadn't been in a while. So basically nobody just went over there, unlocked it, opened the door, and shoved three massive bulls in there is what you're saying. Exactly. So the ranch, of course, is freaking the fuck out. Like, how the fuck did they get in there? And how are they going to get out? And how am I going to... Yeah, exactly. And how am I going to get them out? So he radios over to the NIDS team. They come over. They end up opening the door. They, and when they open the door, it spooked the bulls. So whatever was going on with them, whatever kind of trance they were under, it spooked them, of course. And they, they immediately start to panic. And they're now, you know, they come out of whatever trance they're in. And they're all crushed into this little, this trailer, all jammed against each other. And so they flip out. They all, anyway, they all get out eventually. And they're... They're spooked, obviously. Now, the NIDS team immediately starts looking at the trailer and inspecting the trailer. And one of the things that they were able to find with one of their, one of their scientific devices, I don't know what it was called exactly, but they found really high levels of electromagnetism coming off of the trailer, which did slowly dissipate over the next day. But they were taking regular readings. They noticed they were really spiked. So whatever happened, whatever entity or whatever the hell, whatever caused these bulls to get placed into the small trailer without making a sound, without opening the fucking door. Some sort of teleportation, perhaps? I don't know. But it obviously, everybody was puzzled. The rancher and the wife were obviously pissed off. 
and 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 again scared a little bit because they had just talked about it. It's like it's messing with it, saying, it's, "Look what I can do." Exactly. So there's another story, but now we have on the ranch the NITS team. So they have these instruments in place so that they can take readings. Like I said, they notice the electromagnetism uh, coming off the trailer and also in the surrounding soil as well. So whatever happened there was giving off some kind of a electromagnetic energy. Uh, again, uh, your guess is as good as mine, anybody listening. Nobody, nobody knows. But I don't know, Monique, what do you think could cause something like that? One thing that pops in my head is if somebody really wanted to screw with them, you drug the bulls, you you rig the trailer previously so the side of like the side wall, if you will, comes down to push them in and then you like so you can open it and then like close it somehow with some kind of latch but that isn't noticeable. So you could maybe move them in a very quick amount of time to screw with these people. Okay. That's the logical thing that can pop in my head that would seem feasible. Of course, what I really think is they got teleported. Okay, now your logical opinion, theory, it doesn't make sense though. It wouldn't hold water because again, they were in eyesight of these animals the entire time. Except for, when they, they except, like for when they, t- yeah, except for when they, except for when they, yeah, except for when they, they just turned their backs, but they were within a couple hundred feet and all they had to do was turn around. They would have seen something. They didn't see anything happen. They just happened to notice. Oh my God, they're gone. What happened to them That's after they saying. just were talking about teleportation? teleportation would make more them. sense than what you said. <laughs> Again, that's my, the only thing that I can like think of that doesn't really explain it, but could maybe sort of, but teleportation, I'm telling you. Hey, that's what I'm thinking too. But again, what the hell has that kind of technology? Do we, do you think the United States government has teleportation technology? I'll ask you point blank right now. Yes or no. Do you think they have it? Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think that that technology exists. It's probably existed for a really long time. Let me but go a little bit more into sure. them. I don't think it's the government as we see our government. I think there are parts, like people in our government who are involved in deeper states, if you will, and it's those people, like the people who know stuff. Like the government that runs the government? Yeah. <laughs> like the government we see on TV is bullshit. Yes. That's not really who runs anything. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I think more and more people are starting to realize that's really what goes on in the world today. Like think about, what was it, Independence Day? Yeah. And the president had no idea in the movie about the aliens. That's what I think it's like. There are some people who know and some people and most people who don't. So when I say the government, I don't mean like our regular like military. Elected officials and things like that. Well, I would say I would actually argue that the military probably knows more than our elected officials. Because if you think about it. I'm sure they know more, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe some deeper type of military yeah, like military intelligence or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, w- I would say absolutely. And, and you think about it, it makes sense because if you're going to be running national security programs and technological advances and things like that, you're going to be involved in that for years and years, sometimes a lifetime. Obviously, you're not an elected official. So yeah. these elected officials come and go. And you need to keep it a secret. And you need to and keep it a secret. people are right. out there so they get put in a position where maybe they have to talk about it somehow like you never know so we can't really t- I, I could understand not wanting those people to know oh absolutely yeah 100% but yeah that's what I think too I think we we when I say we I mean humans <laughs> with that technology does exist maybe not like you see it on Star Trek I'm sure but a variation of it does exist I'm I believe so but we're just probably never going to find out about it because what purpose would it serve for the little folk like you and I, the common well, folk, to have it? Imagine if we could teleport. Oh, it'd be we wouldn't amazing. have to worry with traffic. But I thought about this. With traffic cars and people think, oh, no traffic with teleportation. Well, what's happening to your body? Isn't it basically on a molecular level? You're kind of breaking apart to get transported somewhere? Like, 
I would think there's traffic because if other everyone's teleporting everywhere, what if your molecules got merged with somebody else's? That would be bad. Teleportation accidents? Yes. Instead of traffic accidents? Yes. Yeah? Don't drink and teleport. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what an interesting tangent and, and sidebar we just took, huh? Yeah. Yeah. These are the things that I think about. Amazing. These, these are the conversations we would have before we started the podcast. They would just go off all wild and crazy. So now you're getting an inside look into how we think. Yes. <laughs> all right. Sorry about so, that. <laughs> so, so anyway, <laughs> so, so we both think we have teleportation technology. So would then, by, by us saying that, would that also mean that we believe what Terry Sherman believes, that maybe this is the government that is just conducting experiments on this land? Or do we think that it is something otherworldly, uh, other dimensional, something okay. intradimensional? What do we think? I've been thinking about this. I think that the quote-unquote government is involved with what's going on the land, but they're not the cause of what's going on on the land. Does that make sense? So you think that they know about what's going on on the land or maybe, maybe studying it yeah. or, or trying, trying to trying weaponize to, it maybe? Or? They're trying to do something with it, whether okay. it's understand what's going on or control what's going on. I think they're aware, but I think the origin of what's going on is... I don't want to say supernatural, but kind of, whether it be... Interdimensional? Interdimensional, supernatural, alien, not not of this regular normalcy that we are used to. Not of our mortal plane? Yes. Okay. All right, fair enough. Now, one of the things, moving on from that story, which was, again, pretty crazy... One of the things that the NIDS team noticed was that when they were looking for stuff to happen, it seemed like there was a lot of downtime on the ranch, that there was not a lot of activity. And when they were looking for things, for example, if they'd go to areas where the Shermans had reported various things taking place, well, they, they would... Nothing would happen. Yeah. If they'd go to hot, previous hotspots and things like that, nothing would happen. they wanted something to happen. Right. They like want, it knew, oh, you want us to do something. Again. Fuck you, I'm not your show pony. It, yeah, exactly. Again, so om- almost like there was an intelligence at work here. Something, something intelligent that could not only observe and hear what you're saying, but can observe and, and know what you're thinking. Hmm. But one or thing feeling, that they... feeling, I guess. And, and feeling, right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as we as we theorized in our previous episodes, almost like it could read your subconscious fears and, and know what scared you mm-hmm. and manifest itself in that way, be it through different actions that it would take and do, different forms it would take, different sounds it would make. Could be a demon or demons. It, hey, it could be. Absolutely. Eating off of your fear. Absolutely, could be, could be some kind of an entity like that. Who knows? Who knows? There's so much that's unknown in the world, and we are so, as humans, especially nowadays, we're so sheltered by things like technology. We're so distracted by things. For, you know, but there's so many things that we don't know. But the the problem is, we all think we know. But we're so we're fucking dumb as a species. We're stupid. We don't have a clue. We're all easily manipulated. We're all easily led, you know, into Kinda certain. Like the cattle. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're to- absolutely hundred percent. There, it absolutely could be something like a demon or or something like that. We don't know. Back in the day, the Bible would speak of things like that. I personally, I read the Bible when I was I don't know eleven or twelve years old. I don't really remember a lot of it. I went to Sunday school when I was a kid, all that kind of stuff. And to me, they were just stories. But the older I get and the more I, I, I've researched and looked into things and the more I've just kind of had my own, uh, the more I've just had my own awakening, I guess you could say, I realize that there's so much I don't know and there's so much that I cannot explain and that's one of the reasons we, we, we like doing this show, too, because we get to research and talk about these things and just kind of explore to try to, 
to find out what the truth is. And are we ever going to know the truth? I don't know if we're ever going to find the truth in our lifetime. We, we may come to a tr- our truth as we understand it, but there's so much that we just don't know as humans, as people. And whether it's hidden from us intentionally or just as a species, we just don't know. I mean, not to get too crazy philosophical here, but you know, it could, again, going back to what we're talking about, it could be a demon. Absolutely. Does that stuff exist? I don't know. Maybe. What if it's a mix of everything? It, exactly. It could it very could be well like be. The sure. mecca of all these other things that the, just the mecca? gather. Yeah, they gather to this place. Yeah, ground zero for all these entities and and creatures. There's something about the earth where that is. Yeah, yeah. We talked with with Jack Cullen about ley lines and things Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, that could be something something to that land. I don't know. I don't know. Is it cursed from the Navajos? Do the Navajos curse it? I don't know. We don't know. But there's definitely something going on there. But again, the NITS team had a lot of downtime. They would visit all those hot spots. They didn't see anything. They couldn't make anything happen. But it seemed like Un- it was always when they weren't expecting something is when it would Yeah, happen. they'd let their guard down and something would happen. They, But they did. If, if too much time went by and nothing would happen, they would dig. Yeah, they tried to provoke they it. They tried to provoke it, yes. And they would dig and it would... Some things would happen, but nothing too crazy. But but they would. They would try to provoke it, and and it almost like it knew it was being provoked. It would it would not react. It would not respond. Now uh, and again, that's one thing I, I I should mention. They they put cameras up everywhere when they they took over the land. So they had surveillance cameras all over the place. They had sensors everywhere. They had like posts located in different areas, and different guys would go work different posts on the land. Yep. Because it's yep. a lot of land. Yeah, and they had armed security there as well, so they would keep trespassers off. Because by this point, everybody was starting to try to show up kind of like how you and i would want to do yeah we'd be like oh yeah especially if you yeah. go around there hey let's hey let's go hang out at skinwalker do you need any volunteers yeah right sure so they have yeah they have the armed security there so there's a big team now on on site now one day they're monitoring they're they're watching the tv monitors and terry sherman happened to be watching with them they're you know whatever talking bullshit and whatever and somebody screams out, oh hey one of the monitors went out. Monitor one, two, three, whatever. One of the numbers. The rancher, Terry Sherman, goes out to check. Now, the way that this particular area was set up, you had four big posts and cameras pointing all in the same direction. So the, what I'm trying to explain is they had cameras trained on... You could see from each view, you could see another camera. So every camera was pointed at another camera with the land, obviously, in in sight. And, and it was on one of these hotspot areas where things were hap- would happen. So the rancher goes out to this camera. We'll call it camera one. I can't remember which number it was. But he goes out to the camera. He notices that all the wires... And, now, and these cameras were up about 25, 30 feet in the air. He notices that all the wires are torn out of the camera and they're and they're kind of ripped away from the post. So he's like, what the, what the hell got that? What, what happened there? So he goes back and he reports what happened. So they go, all the, the researchers start looking at all the different footage from the other cameras. Now they're watching the camera that went out. They, they go and watch that footage and nothing, it just goes dead. So they watch back the recording and it just goes to the point where it goes dead. Nothing. They don't see anything coming up to it. They don't see anything approaching it. Nothing. They go to the other cameras, and they're watching them. Now, remember, they're all time-coded, so they can sync them up, and they're watching up to the point where the camera goes dead, and they see nothing. There's nothing. They switch to infrared. Nothing. They see nothing. But something got 25 feet in the air, tore out all the wires of the camera, but went completely undetected from all the other cameras. Maybe they used a large, like the electromagnetic, what is it, EMG? EMP? EMP, thank you. Did like an EMP to knock, targeted at that camera and knock it out. And then they somehow pulled the wires out. 
but none of the other cameras noticed any activity and saw anything. So how that makes no sense. So, so how'd they do see that? The wires get pulled out by nothing. No, no, they didn't see it at all. All they saw, they they knew the wires were pulled out because the rancher went out, climbed up, and saw it. They couldn't see it on the camera feed. Did they? They didn't cut see anything to the camera feed, and. What were we watching? National Treasure. Oh, God. Where Where they they hijacked the camera feed? Yeah, they hijacked the camera feed and they take like a loop so it's showing like the same thing of nothing happening. And then so... Maybe. What's on their feed? They're they're going back and nothing's actually happening so you can't see what's really happening. I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Sure. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why, Why not? I'm just trying to find a rational explanation. The entity hacked into their camera system and looped their feed. Not entity. The government? Maybe. Or, well, quote-unquote government. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Why not? But how the hell did it get up and down it or him, her? Rocket boots. Oh. Quiet, silent rocket boots? Yes. Or teleportation technology? Well, they got... Yeah, I was going to say, they got teleportation technology. They got to have, like, quiet rocket boots. Fucking A. Why not? I'm trying. Why not? Sure. Well, I got nothing. I don't... I have no explanation. I just... I, I've got nothing. I don't know. I don't know what could have caused something like that. I, I, I... I've got nothing. I have no idea. Sure, we'll go with your your theory. Theory. Can't talk. We'll go with your theory. All I'm saying is silent rocket boots make just as much sense as some entity that can't be seen. Uh, I I guess that's as plausible a theory as any. Now, Nids ended up being on the ranch until about 2004. And then it was shut down. And replaced by Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. So it's another Bob Bigelow group. Endeavor, Endeavor. Sure, Endeavor, yeah, we can call it that. And they had a bit more of a clandestine mission statement than NIDS. And they also had a government sponsor. So they're very secretive, this uh, Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. We'll call them BASS. They're very very secretive about their mission statement. Uh, I was listening to a a radio program. Uh, The host uh, is based in Las Vegas. He has a teenage daughter that goes to high school there. And he was talking about Bass, the Bigelow Aerospace, and how they're very secretive and they they have field trips that go, they have high school field trips that go to to the facility. But for some reason... They don't allow any chaperones, any parents, or any teachers to go into the place with the kids, which is really fucking weird. And the host was saying how when he got the permission slip from his daughter, how he said, no, you're not going. That that makes no sense. Why wouldn't they want adults there? So nobody really knows what goes on in there. But it's kind of strange that they have these field trips for high school kids but they don't want the teachers or sh- any chaperones at all allowed inside. Maybe they're recruiting. May- p- very well, but hey, could, could very well be. Who knows? But just something like that just seems a little bit off, a little weird to me. But anyhow, that's who took over. So NIDS is out, and now it's replaced by Bigelow Aerospace, Bass, we'll call it. And in 2005 is when George Knapp and Colm Kelleher from NIDS, that's when they published their, they co-published that book, Hunt for the Skinwalker. And now, this is pretty much how when most of the public now is really introduced to the Skinwalker Ranch story. Now, as I stated a minute ago, there was a government sponsor as well. In 2007, an unnamed agent from the DIA contacts Bob Bigelow and requests to see the ranch in person. So Bigelow obliges him and the guy gets a personalized close encounter on the ranch. We don't know what that close encounter was, but he reports his experience to his superiors, and that is the catalyst for then-Senator Harry Reid appropriating $22 million for the study of Skinwalker Ranch. So Bigelow 
has got a shit ton of money, has his own group there now studying it, with a different mission statement than NIDS, a little bit more secretive, more clandestine. And now they're getting 22 million bucks from the United States government to study it as well. I don't trust it. I don't trust it at all either. It just it it, t- it takes a turn for the 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 more sinister diabolical it's it's more sinister diabolical in nature now. I, I don't know. It just something about this all just seems really off now. Yeah. So again, if this is a government program, a secretive government program, would the government be throwing money at Bigelow to study it? The part of the government that has no idea about it, yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's true. Absolutely, that's very true. I can just picture in my head, like, the deep government who really controls things, watching this thinking, idiot. Idiot, yeah. Right. Dwight Schrute's voice yeah. in my head. Idiot. Uh, so... In uh, in 2007, and and uh, there's going to be a lot of acronyms coming in here because these are really long names. But uh, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, uh, or ATIP, and Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Application Program, or OSAP. <laughs> Uh, these were secret investigatory efforts that were funded by the U.S. government to study unidentified flying objects on Skinwalker Ranch. And have they published their findings yet? I am not sure. Well, with the Freedom of Information Act, uh, we should be able to find out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not clear on the specifics of how that works, as far as if there has to be a certain amount of time allotted, or. or well, you can file file a 91A request. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get right on that. Okay. And we'll, and we'll see. We'll report back to you in 20 years when we actually get the forms. Oh, we'll uh, get the forms. The Just everything will be redacted. Everything will be re- everything's redacted, yeah. Where it's like the <laughs> A of. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, now, so the government sets up these two different programs, ATIP and OSAP, just specifically to study UFOs on Skinwalker Ranch. So what the fuck? Like, what's going on here? There's there's something going on. Now, in 2011, OSAP loses funding and is closed. However, ATIP continues its study. Now, Bigelow is reported to have funded the continuing project with his own finances. So he loses his government sponsor. But, again, this guy's loaded, and he's he's funding it still. He, I guess the, 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 the story around UFO circles was that Bigelow wanted to capture a UFO and reverse engineer it in order to achieve outer in, inter, interstellar and uh, interdimensional travel because that was his belief is that this was some kind of an interdimensional craft and he wanted to get it capture one and reverse engineer it build his own so that he could travel again when you have that much money I mean there's only so many rich cars so many hot chicks you can bang I was, I was just though how pompous and egotistical to one think you could get one and two that you could reverse engineer it and most importantly that of all people you should have that power to do that well money makes people do crazy things right yes so but th- I, there you go that's that's again nobody's asked bigelow this to my knowledge and i don't believe he's ever commented on it publicly anywhere but these are the stories that go around in in ufo circles remember everyone this is all allegedly Allegedly. Very supposedly. Correct. Now, uh, in 2012, uh, on February 12th, as a matter of fact, all power is knocked out in Fort Duchesne. A strange, eerie green glow ebbs in the sky above the town. With the sudden absence of power, a massive UFO is seen by multiple witnesses over the town. So this is February 12th of 2012. There's a, there's a mass UFO sighting that knocks out power at the at the fort strange eerie green glow above the town and a whole shit ton of people see it obviously it's a ufo it's unidentified so nobody knows what it was or it's the skinwalker fucking with everyone making them think it's a ufo could be now moving along in our timeline here in 2012 bigelow aerospace loses funding from the department of defense so the atip contract expires and is not renewed due to an official's public explanation that the public may learn about the program and potential misappropriation taxpayer taxpayer funds. Uh Uh-oh. 
Yeah, so the government gets cold feet, realizes, okay, word's going to get out or word is starting to get out and the taxpayer is going to be pissed that this is what we're spending their money on. Which, I mean, I don't know about you. Would you... Does that piss you off that your taxpayer money is going to something that you're never going to be told about? Don't even get me going about taxes. Yeah, yeah I know, but I'm right? I'm sorry. I know. I pay, if I'm paying taxes, I want a receipt at the end of every year knowing exactly where my money went. Yeah, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something? Yeah, what percent went to what? Yeah. And, you know, something like that. Maybe have the people vote on it. Do you want us to look into this? I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, it's good. That's Instead a thought. Of Let's not get too crazy. Off. Let's not get into politics, though. In, uh, but would I be mad if I found out the government was spending money on investigating UFOs? I, I guess. It would, how were they spending the money? What were they doing? What were they using the money for with the investigation? Because it seems actually kind of cool and interesting. But if they're if they're kind of blowing it on things that are just stupid and aren't really going to help them anyway then no, I wouldn't be happy. So I, I, I guess I need more information. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I think, obviously, if the government is researching this kind of stuff, it's more likely than not to figure out a way to weaponize it. That's usually how all that stuff works. They, they're trying to weaponize anything that they that they find. So in my opinion, if they did find anything or any information they found, they wouldn't be sharing with us anyway. So, yeah, I guess I'd be pissed if I found out that this is where my money was going. And, well, I, I guess I, I, not guess, but I am pissed that this is where my money's going to shit like this that I'm never going to find out about or hear about. But, again, this is this is the world we live in now. So, moving on. All right, so in 2013... Several months after the closure of the government-sponsored A-TIP program, an unusually expensive, unique-looking war monument, and that's in quotes, is suddenly paid for by the government and built in Fort Duchesne. So, all of a sudden, they, they close down the A-TIP program, and there's a unusually expensive war monument that's set in Fort Duchesne. Maybe it's a secret surveillance type of Who thing. the fuck knows? Yeah, who knows? But just kind of weird. In 2015, uh, for some reason this is included in this uh, timeline I'm looking at here, but Tom DeLong, the Blink-182 guy, mm-hmm. is he the guitarist or singer? Yeah. Whatever, that guy. He forms To The Stars Academy. Now, I honestly, when I found out Tom DeLonge was involved in all this stuff. At first, I thought, oh, wow, cool, the rock star, guy's got money, and this is what he chooses to do with his money, looking into aliens, UFOs, and trying to get disclosure from the government. But then I found out that Tom DeLonge's parents were both CIA agents, and most likely that means that he has some kind of involvement in the CIA as well, and I question his motives. So I, anything that comes out of that guy's mouth or anybody involved in the To The Stars Academy... I completely discount and discredit just from that alone because I don't trust it at all. So any other mention of him is going to be completely tongue-in-cheek from here on out because I don't believe anything that comes out of there whatsoever. I think it's all bullshit, disinformation. It's crap just to keep you distracted and confused. I don't buy any of it. Uh, In 2015, uh, the website hunttheskinwalker.com was uh, was created by Jeremy Corbell, who's a filmmaker, and its purpose was to produce a documentary on Skinwalker Ranch, aided by George Knapp, who also happened to be uh, Corbell's mentor and advisor. So in 2016, Skinwalker Ranch is sold for four and a half million dollars to an undisclosed buyer who operates under the corporation Adamantium Holdings. Now, Adamantium, as you know, is the fictional armor or metal that yeah, Wolverine from the X-Men right, is made yeah. of. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a fictional metal or something. I, I, or is it? Yeah, right. Yeah, or is it? Exactly. So I apologize to any comics fans out there if I'm messing that up. I'm really sorry. Uh but I know that it's it's that's where the name came from, from the X-Men and Wolverine. In 2016, Bass is assumed to be disbanded because their security team is removed from the property and replaced by the new ownership security forces. This new security team, I told you the uh, the previous security team was armed. Mm-hmm. They were armed and they, they carried 
pistols and mace. But this newly installed team, these guys have long guns too. So these guys are, they mean business. Also in 2016, Hickens Road, which is a public road that transverses directly through and across Skinwalker Ranch, is legally vacated. So all access to the road leading to the ranch becomes closed to the public. There's a checkpoint that's erected with a large sign warning the public not to approach the gate. So that happens in 2016. And again, this is with the new ownership, the Adamantium Holdings. 2017, Tom DeLong, eh, whatever, goes on national TV and he makes an announcement that he formed a team of ex-government insiders and hints at future disclosure UFO releases. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Who cares? 2017 is when the New York Times releases a story about the Department of Defense and confirms that the government did fund a tip and that Harry Reid is the one who procured their $22 million, the funding that he gave to Bigelow Aerospace, to study the Skinwalker Ranch. A gentleman by the name of Louis Elizondo, an ex-intelligence official with 20-plus years of experience, was the one that was put in charge of the program, and he spoke extensively to the media regarding his role observing and documenting the exotic, unidentified craft, and even the collection of exotic alloys and artifacts, presumably from Skinwalker Ranch. So, this guy... In this New York Times story, talks about how he observed firsthand the different craft that were on Skinwalker Ranch and how he also documented a collection of exotic alloys and artifacts that were picked up from the ranch. So, what the fuck? Were they digging there? Like, Well, they don't like digging. Maybe I, that's right. why. Yeah, maybe. Again, I, I told I, you my inner earth theory yeah. as a possibility. Yeah, it, it could very well be. I don't know. I don't know. But in 2018, we're getting uh, almost current now. Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp released the documentary film Hunt for the Skinwalker, which you and I both watched. I think it was, it was really like good. The day it came out, I think I, yeah. I bought it on iTunes and, and we watched it together. And it was. It was really good. It was uh, basically they just retold the history of the ranch pretty much essentially what we've told here over the last couple of episodes and today they had a lot of old archival footage that they showed to the ranch now there wasn't really uh, anything new uh, that wasn't in the book there wasn't really anything groundbreaking uh, except for the information about the new ownership and the, the new owner did have a an interview uh, that was featured in the documentary but he was blacked out and, and he was he was anonymous they didn't they didn't give his name However, they did say that he plans on coming out in the future soon with his identity and what he has found and what his purpose was on Skinwalker Ranch. So we'll see if that's if there's any truth to that. I remember when we watched it, we're like, ooh, who could it be? And we kept guessing. Yeah, we kept taking guesses. Do you remember any of your guesses? I don't. But now I'm wondering, is it Tom DeLong? <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, is it yeah, um, is it fucking Tom DeLong? Because if it is, I'm just I, I give up. I I'll go I'll go online and delete all of our Skinwalker episodes because yeah, fuck Tom DeLong, Jesus. I and liked Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, all right, but again, I, I liked them too. But again, like I said, once I found out the guy's CIA ties with his parents, I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I don't buy wonder, any of it anymore. If you're working for the CIA, how punk rock are you really? Yeah, well, there's it's all a lie. Listen, listen. We, we can get into this in a future show, but the hippie movement, punk rock, all that stuff, there is documented evidence that those movements, and I'm using my fingers in air quotes, and those different genres of music and things like that were all started intentionally by the CIA. So it's not like it was a couple of kids that just said, hey, let's do punk rock, or hey, let's be hippies, for peace, love, and happiness, man. It was all government created to whatever so chaos cause disruption who knows but there is there's documented evidence that those were creations by the government to socially engineer us you're looking like what now, do we just have a conversation about the hippies today we may have spoken a little bit about it yeah i can't remember it I, yeah <laughs> but but again that's why i say anything with the cia i i just don't buy it i just i, I don't i don't believe it because that's their whole purpose is to Make everybody confused and believe whatever's whatever they're told. It was the song Signs. 
it, that's what it was. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about the song Signs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, let's completely... That's back another, on track. Yeah, let's get back on track. So that's where we are now. Any other incidents or stories? They, there hasn't been anything else that has really been made public. I believe there were a couple stories Corbell told in the uh, documentary but There's stories about the people who live near the b- land people that live near the land that had that had some stories and some encounters and some medical issues after those encounters yes yes one of them being that ufo in 2012 a gentleman was it did he get was it leukemia that he yeah, came it was down like with leukemia or some kind of cancer and i guess it happened to a couple of people yeah. in the town and it was people that really sick. yeah and i believe his story he he got burns as well because yes. he was outside when Almost he looked like up radiation. and saw yeah when he looked up and saw the ufo uh he yeah he got burns like and radiation like there were people who were closer to it yeah and they were more affected yeah which so, makes you wonder is it really a weapon and they're taking it out for a little <sighs> test run. Yeah, okay. could be, could very well be. But whatever it was, it knocked out power at, at the fort, or that, or that's what that's what was reported anyway. Again, the fort Fort Duchesne is obviously a government facility, and it's not really known what goes on there. So again, a secret government facility. People know it's there, but they don't really know what goes on there. Now, th- with the power being knocked out there, was it really knocked out by whatever this? craft was or was it just was the power just cut to power the craft who knows again these are or to add suspense or, and drama right or to add yeah exactly to add a little and bit of mystique fear. to the story yeah right exactly who knows we don't know we just know what was reported and again take that with a grain of salt we've seen a couple of shows where people have gone to the perimeter of the skinwalker ranch yeah but they haven't really been able to report anything yeah that, that's the thing uh, i believe it was uh, a the conspiracy theory with uh with jesse and, ventura yes, those two shows and the low files yeah. with rob Lowe and his sons yeah but they didn't they they kind of just get to like a gate and they they can't really yeah they, it's one they of can't get in there or anything so you'd have to kind of camp outside the property line i guess to hopefully have some sort of experience you right. probably have to be there for a while and again if this thing knows that you're looking for something it's, it's not, not going to give you anything right exactly it's almost like whatever's going on there knows if somebody's looking for it and it doesn't it, like you said it's not a it's not a rodeo clown that's going to give you a show it's just it'll 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 act when it wants to act yeah and not for your entertainment or amusement do you have anything else you'd like to add i just want to say anybody that's listening i definitely think check out hunt for the skinwalker because it it details a lot of these stories and again with that archival footage that's available there from from george knapp uh that he has uh it's really fascinating and really interesting it's a really well done documentary corbell does a really really good job I'm curious if any of our listeners live in that area or have been there. Yeah. That, I, let oh, us know. Yeah, please let us know. Reach out to us we and, and pick let us your know. Brain. Yeah, that'd be fantastic to, to get first-hand accounts. And I think someday, eventually, we'll, we'll get out there. We will. We will. I, again, When the pro- babies are a little bigger. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think we're going to notice anything or have anything happen. I don't have high expectations. But I'd like to go just to say that we did. I, I, you know, another place, just speaking of going somewhere, just to say that we did, but nothing will happen. Area 51, you know, the black mailbox, the the entrance yeah. at Area 51 and the little alien. Like, I want to go there just to say I did. Just because there, you know, nothing's going to happen because yeah. Area 51's pretty, I think it's shut down now. I'm pretty sure I, I, I heard so. that it's either shut down or they moved a lot of the, a lot of the government, a, a lot of the projects are moved off of there. to Area 52. <laughs> or yeah yeah right <laughs> or, or, or <laughs> they moved it to whatever the, wherever the hell or it's still there and they just said they moved it who knows but well, anyway that yeah would probably be smart but, yeah but that really but that, it's not here we moved it to yeah, another we moved where we moved to a new location this direction yeah right but yeah definitely would love to go to to skinwalker ranch and uh and also to the black box at area 51 the black mailbox the infamous black mailbox but again like we just said before uh definitely check out hunt for the skinwalker the uh the documentary film if you're not a reader if you are a reader definitely check out hunt for the skinwalker the book even if you're not really a reader check it out anyway i don't like to read and i loved that book 
Yeah. There yeah. are very few books that I love. I can probably count them on one hand. Yeah. But that was a great book. Yeah. And, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll include links in the show notes as we have been. Uh, so you can check those out there. And uh, again, as, as Monique said, if, if you've, if you're listening to this and you have a personal story or you know of a, of a story of somebody that's been there and witnessed anything, reach out to us. Hit us up on our Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. Uh, you could reach out to us on our Instagram. HomewreckerPodcast. Or our website. www.homewreckerpodcast.com. Yeah, so reach out to us and, and let us know. And just reach out to us anyway and let us know what you think of these uh, of these past couple of episodes where we've been talking about the Skinwalker Ranch and what you think. What do you think is going on there? Do you think it's a Skinwalker? <laughs> do you think it's a, a, a an, an ancient shaman? We don't care how out there your theories may be. We want to hear it because we're open to everything and yeah. you never know with this kind of stuff. That's the thing. You don't know because... <laughs> I mean, I... We won't judge. Uh, yeah, we, we won't judge because we have no idea. Probably you throw something really crazy out there and we're going to be like, yeah. yeah I never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, yeah. So definitely reach out to us. Let us know what you think. And, and especially if you've got any stories, you know, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear stories about Skinwalker Ranch. Even if you're just a big fan of everything about skinwalker ranch yeah. let us know share it with us yeah absolutely so we love hearing from you we love interacting with you we love our audience and if you could please tell a friend if you like the show if you like what we're doing here share it with a friend so that they can they can like it too and uh give us a five-star rating on itunes because that's what helps the show get found by people that are looking for new podcasts to listen to uh, and it also helps us to grow the show and grow our audience so we can continue to do this every week for you because we love doing it. We love the audience. Obviously, we love each other. And, and uh, yeah, we love, we love looking into this stuff and, and sharing it and talking about it with all of you. So please, five-star rating on iTunes. And if you want to leave us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it. And with that, we're going to sign off. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, and I've been joined by my beautiful... Gorgeous, lovely, amazing trophy wife Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast on the Wiretap Radio Network. Hey, there's something in the back room. Hope it's not the creatures from above. You used to read me stories as if my dreams were boring. We all know conspiracies are dumb.